Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Isusu Christu. Congratulations, all you saints, on this the Sunday of all the saints. The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This feast is the culmination, actually, of our Lord's death on the cross. Because when he poured forth from his side blood and water, he gave birth to a new people, baptized in the water and the blood. And we uh, Christians receive his body and blood, and in order to do that, we must be baptized and chrismated and alive in the Holy Spirit. And then we come forward to receive him, body, blood, soul, the divinity, which makes us a member of the household of the saints. He asked the apostles, the primitive church was not reluctant to call us the saints. Well, the long process through 2,000 years that we declare saints in heaven, but we don't say too much about the saints or the sinners on the earth, do we? We don't say too much about that. Now this feast, uh, if you were at Matins this morning in the reading from the Synaxarion, you would learn its origin. There was an emperor and his wife in Constantinople. And he, she lived a very devout life, even though she was an empress and lived in splendor. And uh, he really thought his wife was a saint. So she, she predeceased him, which broke his heart. And uh, he decided to build the church in her honor and name it after her. But the patriarch and the clergy in Constantinople thought, well, you know, it's not, it's not your business to declare your, life, your wife a saint, even though she put up with living with you. Still, he thought she was a saint. So he built a church for all saints, including his wife. Now that's a pretty good uh, love story, isn't it? Especially for the children. We should love our saints. And many of us have lost most of our family. They've all fallen asleep in the Lord. And gradually, you say to yourself, what was the best time in my life? Well, the best time in your life is actually going to be when it ends and you go to the heavenly kingdom with the saints. And that's what you're working for. Your good works, your prayers, your diligence in keeping the teachings of the gospel, your patience with one another, all your good works are preparing you for life in heaven because you're preparing. You're, you're in the monastery. We say that I assign something to the, the monk. He doesn't have to like the job. 
At each side, I sign him a son, I give him a penance. Each job he has to do is a penance. Podvik in Russian or Slavonic. It's not always easy to become and live the life of a saint, especially you children. You had to obey mom and dad as though it were a penance, as though it were, you know, you don't have to like it, you just have to do it. Like the young men in the gospel. The good young man stayed home and did his father's will, the other went off, but he repented. And sometimes we don't always do what we should be doing, and we have to repent. Even the abbot here, even the hergumen, even the monks, sometimes they're little rascals, like, like you kids, and I have to be patient and wait until they realize there's repentance in life. Now this beautiful story of the saints it says in scripture, they dart about like sparks from a fire. They're everywhere. They're in the east, they're in the west, they're in the north and the south. They're everywhere, these saints. And they're not separated from us. Uh, we read a book about a two-story universe. They talk about, especially in Western Christianity, of heaven and earth. But there is one kingdom of God. It is not separated into heaven and earth. Heaven is on earth, and earth is in heaven. Because we are the chrismated, baptized people of God who come to this holy temple. And this holy temple expresses the reality that heaven is on earth. So sometimes we like to think in a secular way, separating heavenly realities, the church, from the world. Can't be done. If God separates himself from the world, it will disappear along with all of us. He's constantly present, sustaining all things. And we say that in the prayer we say to the Holy Spirit. But the most treasured thing for our hearts today is the reality that when the Holy Spirit came, when we were chrismated, and we were baptized, we were baptized, become part of the body of Christ. But when we were chrismated, God made his abode in us, in our hearts. And those sparks of divinity are with us forever. For our greater glory in heaven, or if we're unfortunate, our greater indignity in hell, this energy of God for the, those who are devout, the saints, is the joy. For those who have not done God's will and did good works on the earth, it becomes a source of suffering for them. So we talk about the fires of hell. They're in your own heart when you do not do God's will. I think about my family and all those people gone before me, the beautiful people in the parishes I was in, 
people I gave the sacraments to, married, buried, baptized their children. I hope to meet them in heaven. And I do not far, feel far from them. I think they're close to us. It thinks like, I heard a story about a set of twins. I read it somewhere. And uh, those twins, when they were playing together um, in the living room or somewhere, the mother had uh, sheer curtains up. And they would get, one would get behind one side of the curtain, and the other would stand on the other side, and they would play games with each other through the curtain. And I thought in the story it says, probably when they were growing in their mother's heart in her womb, they were playing through the membranes. They started there, and they continued, even they came into this world. So is it with the lives of the saints and ourselves. I don't feel far from my mother and father who have gone before me. I will not canonize them. Let God do that. And I know they didn't have a perfect life, neither have I. But I know God is merciful and just. And if an emperor can love his wife so much as to want her declared a saint, why can I not long for my parents, my grandparents, and my family, even my past pious ancestry, to be in the heavenly kingdom, where I can meet them someday? But even now, they are close to me, like the children playing through the curtain. There's only a little curtain, only a little veil, that separates us from those who have gone before us. Isn't that wonderful? And they pray for us still. If our parents prayed for us on earth, which is their obligation, they pray for us still in the heavenly kingdom. So sometimes when I'm a little upset, I say to them, what are you doing? Just having a party up there? What about me? Why aren't you praying for me? Now, I have some particular friends in heaven. Our little chapel in the monastery is dedicated to St. Joseph, its patron saint. And this cathedral is dedicated to St. Joseph, although it is the cathedral of the transfiguration, a place you go to be transformed in the divine energies of God. And hopefully, one of these walls will be covered with the great moments in St. Joseph's life, if I can motivate the, the iconographer to do that. It's a big problem working with iconographers. They have their own ideas, even you tell them what to do, and you pay them, but they still have their own ideas. But we're going to work on that. So I think that St. Joseph is my special friend. Now, where did I get that notion? Well, I'm named Joseph. My father was Joseph. My grandfather was Joseph. I'm actually Joseph III. And I don't know who in the background were Joseph, but we love Joseph. And on the Feast of St. Joseph, I don't care which rite of the church, I celebrate it. So in the Byzantine church, it's at Christmas time, the ancestors of the Lord, Joseph is there with David and the others. And the... Uh, 
Western Rite, it's on the 19th of March, and on the 1st of May, Joseph the Worker. And I hope that we'll get icons of Joseph the angel coming to him and telling him not to be afraid to take Mary and be espoused. And, and, and he's a dreamer. I'm a dreamer too. And it teaches us that all dreams aren't bad. And Joseph, who's espoused to Mary, and Joseph, who is uh, at the holy place in Bethlehem when Jesus is born, and Joseph, who takes the family, holy family down into Egypt where the Coptics are being persecuted, and Joseph, who teaches his son to be a carpenter, and Joseph, who finally in his death on one side of him is our Lord, and the other side is Our Lady, the patron of those who wish a holy death. And finally, Joseph, the patron of the universal church. Maybe we'll get those on the wall, maybe we won't, but we're going to try. Now that's my patron saint, but I have other friends I have a relic of St. John of Vianney, the patron, patron of parried priests. Of course, I have many relics in the monastery, and they're all our friends. So today on the Tetrapod, there is a reliquary holding the relics of about a dozen or more saints, some of them very famous, St. Benedict, St. Ignatius of uh, Loyola, Mary, uh, the, the Indian saint, Catholic Kirikawitha, American saint, real American saint, and others. These are our friends. Now, what do you do with your friends? You ask for their prayers. You, you learn about them. You try to imitate them and live a life worthy of the heavenly kingdom. And they're watching. And they say, what did they do today? Did they pray? Do they worship the Lord? Are they grateful for us who pray for them? Or are they far from us because they live a sinful life and never think about us? In the Eastern Church, Ted was asking me about this the other day, uh, we have these notions about the afterlife before we get to the heavenly kingdom, that there's a journey. And uh, in the Western Church, they have the same notion, but they call it purgatory. But these two notions are not in opposition to each other. They're just different formulations, usually from mystics or other people who have seen visions of these things. So I don't see any contradiction in either position. But anyway, if you're going to take the Eastern position, you, you get there in 40 days. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> But uh, Western saints say, oh, you can sail sail for a thousand years. And so Ted asked me the other day, he says, well, what's a thousand years in heaven? I says, it's but a day. Jesus said, I mean, the Old Testament says, God said it's but a day. So anyway, but these saints, your patron saints, in the stories of the Eastern Church and the mystics, you're on your journey. You've died. Your soul is on the journey for 40 days, they say. And there's toll houses. They're called tolls houses because you have to pay, make reparation of some type 
for your sins. Well, I can't tell you about all the toll houses that would be here too long. But say you stole something. <clears throat> Though there's a little devil in there. And you don't even remember what you took. And in your toll house, you come to the one that deals with thieves. He says, oh, wait a minute, God, holy angels. He stole the watch. I'm just making that up. And then your guardian angel and your, your patron saint and your saints among the friends say, now, wait a minute. He did an awful lot of good on earth. He helped the poor. He supported the church. He never missed liturgy on Sundays. He went all feast days. The home was kept as a pious home as a monastery. So the angel looks at the scale and he says, well, that, that doesn't quite bring it up to the boulevard. <laughs> so the patron saint reaches in his pocket and from his good works, he puts gold down in the hands and the, and the devils get very upset because they know he's going to escape and go to the next toll house. They know they cannot hold him. The devils do not cannot hold you as you do good and do not fear your death for you have friends in heaven. They are the saints and there's thousands of them. Over 2,000 years, my goodness. I wonder if there's room for us up there, but there is. I contemplate a really wonderful mystery, the nature of the church and the communion of saints. All these holy people who've gone before, some drowned, some were burned, some were martyred, some died a painful death, but not for nothing. Oh, my own dear mother, she was failing, and I would sit next to her in the, her bedroom, maybe say the rosary or talk to her, give her a kiss on the forehead, because I didn't want to give her any germs to hasten her journey. And sometimes she passed out a few times, and I screamed until she came back, poor thing, conscious. And she said to me, Joe, why am I suffering like this? I said, Mother, you're in your passion. We all have to go through the gates of death and suffering to new life. But Jesus has died on the cross and we're washed in his blood and the water that came from us. We are his church. And I said, Mother, your pain is his pain. You're suffering in you with the Lord. I don't know how consoling that was to her because she was very sick. But I take consolation in this, that I have friends in heaven, that I know I'm going to have to go through the doorway of death to new life just like Jesus did. But he has sanctified the way. And I do not fear purgatory. I do not fear the toll gates. I only fear not having good works in my pocket. 
and friends among the saints to help me in the journey. Now listen, you have icon corners in your homes. You should have there Our Lord, Our Lady, the Holy Cross, the Gospel Book, and your patron saints, their icons there. And talk to them and tell them, I know I'm not the most perfect, but with your help, I can make it. I'm in union with you. Between you and I are just a little veil. And you're with me as I pray and talk and do my work every day. Our life is a prayer, mindful of those who pray with us. The Apostle Paul said, when I cannot pray, the Holy Spirit prays in me. You have that Holy Spirit, as the saints in heaven do, and they rejoice to see you struggling towards the heavenly kingdom. I think it's a great gift to know that we have friends in heaven. And I think it's an even greater gift that the church proclaims in every generation there are still saints, new ones, meaning the Holy Spirit is doing his job in the church. And from day to day, the kingdom of heaven grows. And my dear brothers and sisters, you are that kingdom, not another one, not heaven way up there and hell way down there in a secular world. There is one world, the world of the Holy Trinity, and he is constantly holding you in existence filling you with grace and feeding you in the Eucharist of his body and blood and through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, showing you the way to eternal life, where there'll be no pain, sorrow, or mourning, but only life everlasting and the joy of seeing those we love beautiful in grace. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.